0: Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you'll hear from career experts from different fields of career management who will share their wisdom about best practices designed to help you find, advance, or change your desired. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman.
1: Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host and career transition specialist, totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our guest is Susan Critton, a personal branding expert and the author of Personal Branding for Dummies. Susan, welcome to Career Central. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Hey, Lorraine. Good to see you again. It is a pleasure having you. I want
1: to start out by just asking you, how did you develop an interest in personal branding?
2: So one of the things is, you know, in my introduction, I am the author of Personal Branding for Dummies, but I, I'm a longtime career counselor, career coach. I've been doing that for most of my career, and one of the things that always frustrated me is I felt like I was very well educated. I have my master's degree, I have a postmaster's degree, and yet what I was finding, and this was in the early '90s, is that it was a really hard crossover to to work with businesses in the career development process. And I so believed in that every single person, whether they're employed or full, you know, not employed or in transition, needs career development. And I was really looking for a way to have language used in the business world that was respected in the business world. So um, so what I found is when William Aruda, who is the founder of the REACH program, uh, started brought out this program and it's probably around 2003 he offered a program to uh, a career group that I was part of and I took it and I thought oh my gosh I love this process it's so so much th- so similar to what I do with clients anyway in the career process that I found it really interesting that uh, to call it personal branding and you, and it had a more business language. So I felt like here's my place of crossover. Here's the language I can use for that.
1: So that's great. So, and I love that, that you looked out was working in business and said, okay, let me use that to help clients. Um, which I think is something we always want to think about is how can we incorporate concepts and ideas from different fields into promoting um, our careers. So I, But I know that some people, especially when you were talking about the crossover, go, um, why do you, so I think our listeners are going to ask themselves, so, um, you know, what is the, what is the crossover? You know, many people think brand and they think, oh, product, Mm -hmm. not people.
2: Well, Why don't I start off with a couple definitions. So the whole rest of the hour, you'll know where I'm coming from, is that I think what's important for people to think about is that we have a brand, whether we are paying attention to it or not. And if you want to think about it, to me, your brand is your reputation, it's kind of based on your character, Um, and it's something that I know my grandparents paid a lot of attention to around, you know, just how they were, how they're perceived and what the reputation is. So when I think about brand, a brand is really that promise of who you are and what you do. So it's a fairly simple definition. Um, and then what branding is, and is that it's a strategic process of creating a positive set of experiences. So when you think about, and we can get into a lot of like, how do you find that out? But what you're really doing is is that my work with people is the branding process. So I am really working very strategically with someone to say, okay, if this is how you're seen and this is how you want to be seen, how do we get there? What's what is that place? And so, again, this goes to whether you're a student that wants to have a, a reputation in college. It can be a senior executive all the way, everybody in between. Um, who wants to be seen a certain way as well. And so the strategy, the branding process is the strategy of how do you get there? What kind of things do we need to do to get you there to be seen how you want to be seen? Okay.
1: So I love the idea that your brand is just a very easy way of people knowing who who you are.
2: So how does someone develop a brand? So there's actually three, there are three steps that I take people through, and there are many things that happen in those steps, but three main areas. And so um, it's, it's really about know your brand, communicate your brand, and control your brand ecosystem. And if you do you want me to just go into a little bit about yeah, what those let's are? Do,
1: let's do each step, because I think that we be very beneficial for our listeners to understand okay. how to do this.
2: So the piece around know your brand, what I often find is people, when they come to me, they want to kind of skip this step. They go, oh, you know, how do I look on LinkedIn? And what do I, you know, how do I communicate that? What's my social media? That's important, but that's really step two. What I've found over and over is if people try and skip the know your brand steps phase, they never do a very good job of the rest of them. So what do we do in the know your brand phase? this is where I would almost say this is my sweet spot. This is the part that I love the most. And why I love this is we get to, I always say, we're going to hit the pause button and we're really going to look at who you are. We're going to look at what are your values? Um, What do you care about? What are your interests? What are your uh, strengths that you use? And for that, Almost always in this process, I have somebody take the, it used to be called Strengths Finder, now it's the Clifton 34, Um, but I have people take the Strengths Finder because I really believe that we need to build our brand on those things that we're naturally good at. The other instrument I often use is one called the VIA, the Values in Action. So it's viacharacter.org is where you can find that, and it's free. And that looks at what are those values from the inside that motivate us to then have our talents, which is what the strengths finder is on the outside. So, getting in the know your brand, I like to take a really deep dive into a person and have them really examine what am I good at, not just what do I think I'm good at, but what what comes naturally to me and and what motivates me. And if, for example, on the values and action one, if humor is one of your is your number one say strength value and action. You're going to know that you want to bring a levity to a certain, you know, to your work. You're going to be the one that people find often funny or they connect with because you have that lightness about you and you can bring that into a situation. Well, that becomes an important piece of your brand that you need to, instead of trying to hide it, find the place that it works. So part two of Know Your Brand is, and this is a place I see people really skip is you need to look at your target audience. And that target audience are those people that are going to like, appreciate those things about you. So um, any good brand, and this is really hard for people to, you know, kind of come to grips with, is that all good brands have people that don't like them. So you have to be prepared that if you build your brand, there's going to be some people that don't like that brand about you. But that's part of how you're actually trying to um, encourage people who do like those things about you. So I think that that's a really important one. And part three of the the know your brand piece is you need to look at your competitors because you can't be a strong brand if you don't have any differentiation. So you and I do similar work, but we're really different personalities and we have specialties of, of groups that we work with. And I think our target audiences are often different. So therefore we take often our same knowledge that you and I both have, but we apply them in a different way because we have a different target audience.
1: I, I love your point. First of all, know yourself because mm-hmm. you just cannot present a brand and who you are. And I think, Thought it was a great tool. Would you mind repeating
2: the, the tool that is free online so sure. that our listeners can access that? So you can access both of them. One, one will cost you and one will, So let me give you the two different ones. The first one is if you just Google Strength Finder, um, you can. it will take you to the Gallup site. It's a Gallup organization. And I think the most basic one you can get is like $20. Um, and then there's one, and that looks at your talents on the outside, like what comes naturally to you? um so for example strategic is actually my number one which is a great thing because that's what i'm doing with people right so i get to use that every day and i love that because i'm good at it like i'm good at it and it's fun for me so that's a that's an example of that the second one is called V, so values in action via character.org and that looks at again those strengths from the inside Um, A couple of mine are creativity, curiosity, um, and so those are things that love of learning. So for me, what that would mean, just to use that as an example, is I have both learner as a strengths finder and love of learning. So I'm in a field that every day, like I have to learn something new. And I I really love that about, you know, the work we do, because it's always changing. There's always something to learn, and even to the point that it's overwhelming, but I have both love of learning and learner uh, attributes. And so for me, that's good. It's like challenges me every single day, like to learn. Well, I think, and I want
1: your affirmation of this, is that whatever your strengths are, they are good strengths. Because I think sometimes in a very competitive world that we live in, we get that report back and we go, oh, but I, you know, how come I'm not like this or, or like that? And so maybe just a little conversation about embracing who you are and then Whatever your talents are, you can use those to achieve your career goals.
2: Yeah. So I a hundred percent agree with you. I think that what I'm looking for someone is to own who they are and own the best of them and to realize there's really a place in the world for that. And, and I think many people come in trying to fit themselves into a box that they don't belong. And then they wake up at 40 and go, why am I so unhappy? Well, cause you're, you've been doing the wrong thing for 20 years or whatever it may be. And so I think it is important to really own what you're good at. And then, you know, my job with somebody is to say, looking at all those attributes, where in the world does that fit? Like, who's going to love that about you? And I think that that's one of the things I love best about my work. It's almost my Oracle, I feel like, (laughs) as I play with that, but, but I think it's a really important piece to realize that not every job is going to be a good fit for you, and that's okay. And let me give you an example. Here's a, I have a really good example of this from a client. So she was a chief marketing officer, and she worked for a, uh, a company that was kind of mid, as she said, the middle of the grocery store item. And the most she could ever do was try and get a little bit more shelf space. Like if as a mark, chief marketing officer, well, when we did her strengths finder, her number one attribute was futuristic, and then ideation. So this is somebody who had that, can, those two, that loves to envision the future and think about what's be just beyond. And I said to her, "Do you get to be that in your work?" And she she start crying. Here she is, this big chief marketing officer. She goes, "No, I never get to think about the future." And so she ended up you know, eventually we spent a lot of time on it. She ended up leaving and going to a company that was a more cutting edge market that she got to really challenge her and had her really peer into the future. And And that gave her an example and she could never pinpoint why she was so unhappy. And it took this to almost realize that it was this little little piece. And by embracing her strengths, she actually was able to move forward and And she's been super successful super successful and it's been really fun to watch her um i guess i should tell you a little bit more too just real quick on the other two so so communicate your brand is um really how you how you communicate that so what we see in today's world so much of it is on social media certainly on linkedin that about section on linkedin the linkedin summary section um it could be building your thought leadership. It could be in the way you send emails to e- each other or to people. It could be your phone messages. But it, we look at all those communication tools that you use and, and you say, do people see this about me? Am I communicating in a way that, we, um, that will be important to share my brand? Um, and then the last one, the control your brand ecosystem, and we can talk more deeply about sure. these things, is um, control your brand ecosystem is kind of the everything else around you. So this would be your, your briefcase if, or your, your purse or your, the way you're dressed or uh, your office, your backdrop behind you on a Zoom call. That's now become an important piece as well. Uh, but it is all those things that, people visually see about you in your environment. It's also things like your stationery, your logo, your business cards, uh, your website, those things that that become the outward appearance of your brand.
1: And I think that's important to say, because I think a lot of people, when they think of branding, they think of a tagline, a statement that they're going to you know, put on the top of their um, resume or underneath their signature line on their email. And this is really an entire... Encompassing process of understanding who you are and what you bring. Well, actually, to life, but to mm-hmm. work, to your family, and all of that. Um, you mentioned targeting your audience. Let's talk a little bit about who is that audience, so that we can define who who folks are targeting.
2: Well, so this could be it could be many people. So the first thing is to just have a really clear look at where you're at. So for people who are in the workplace, their target audience is perhaps their peers. It's certainly their boss, might be people that work for them. It would be uh, if you interacted with vendors or, uh, you know, customers, that would be a target audience. And so within an organization, that might be those might be the things the people that you'd look at as part of your target audience. How do I want them to see me? How do I want to be perceived by that group? Um, but if it's external, um, let's say you have your own business, it would be the the customers that you want to serve. It would be uh, could be even your professional colleagues you know, like that's certainly one. Um, I think, you know, like I, I have mostly a word of mouth business. So it's certainly my, my clients that I've worked with, because my hope is if they're happy with me, they'll refer me to their, their friends and colleagues. Um, But, you know, it's also, and this is, I think it, it's that place of it's, it's also the people you're interacting with. And and so it could even be like like here's here's a story I, I can't I can't even believe I'm telling you this one. But this was from a conference many years ago. And I came into the lobby and there was a woman screaming at the the bellman, you know, the and the concierge person or whatever. And I realized that this was gonna be the keynote speaker for the event. And I, you know, and I was the only other one in there, so um, she didn't see that. But I could never have respect for her again, the way she was behaving in that. So your target audience is also in those people that you are, in her case, she was an expert in trying to have me, someone like me listen to her and respect her. Susan,
1: we're going to take a very short break and then we're going to come back and continue this conversation about developing your personal brand and how to use it. So we'll be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events
0: have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview the number 2 work.com. Now, back to Career Central.
1: Welcome back. We have been cu- talking to Susan Critton this morning about personal branding and we're going to jump right back in and ask her why is it so important to have a personal brand?
2: You know, Lorraine, one of the things that I think is important with this is that when people start to think about them, often often we don't spend much time having an awareness of how we impact other people. How do we, you know, how are we presenting ourselves? And when people start to work on their personal brand, it gives them, I think that they develop an awareness of just paying attention to how they act in a meeting and how people react to them and this and that. Um, What I also love about it is that when you are working on your brand, the idea being you're controlling the narrative now and versus letting other people control that for you. And certainly without getting into politics, you know, that's a big piece they're trying to do too, is that they want to control their narrative versus having, everyone outside control that. So um, but I think it's real important for each person too.
1: Right. And I I think, yeah, especially some of the examples you used before, is controlling that narrative so that people know how they can approach you and what they can expect from you too. Mm -hmm. So it just Mm -hmm. really opens that communication. So most of our listeners are either um focusing on a job search or focusing on you know moving up in their Mm -hmm. career. So let's assume that they've gone through this process, you know understand who they are understand all that how are we going to use that knowledge how are we going to use that branding information
2: um well i think it it becomes this is where it's hard there's no exact answer is that the first thing is when you're when you have an awareness and you start to pay attention to things um you can start to change your behaviors or look, you know, find ways that work with who you are. So again, it's not to become someone you're not, but to become a better version of who you are. So um, here's an example. So let's say you're pretty introverted and you notice that in meetings that you never speak up and people never seem to hear your ideas and you're frustrated because no one ever listens to you. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you're not speaking up and saying anything. <laughs> So, (laughs) so, So having that awareness might be, gosh, I sat in that meeting and I never contributed because I was listening. And so the idea being is not to say, go be extroverted. But if you know that about yourself, an example would be to say to your boss, you know, I really like to think things, think about things deeply before I talk about them. Could I get the agenda a day early so I can be thinking about how I might better contribute? So that would be having an awareness of your brand and wanting to be known as thoughtful and intelligent and having something to contribute, but coming up with like tips and tricks around that. So you could still be you, but you're contributing in a different way. So I think that where it becomes it becomes important in those things is I think it also helps people stop chasing things that aren't them and maybe start to look at more deeply what is them and how do they proceed in the best way for who they are.
1: I love that example because you used your brand, who you were, and mm-hmm. you shared it with your boss saying, mm-hmm. you know, I really do have thoughts, but I need some time to think. So you have established your bond as a thoughtful thinker who you know doesn't just spout out the first thing that come comes to their mind so that mm-hmm. is a great mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. can you think of an, another example maybe where you can you know uh, a client has used their brand to change the perceptive perception of their boss or, or a prospective boss um
2: well uh, i'm going to use it one of my example one personal a personal example So one of the tools that I sometimes use is called the 360 reach. And it is, it basically looks at your character, not, so it's a 360 looks more at who you are than just what you've done. Well, when I, and I teach that program actually. Um, But years ago when I took it, one of the things that was disturbing to me about my own that I hadn't realized as much was that I have a pretty, um, I'm an extrovert, a more exuberant personality, uh, and I can be seen, you know, that way. What I realized is that my personality so overshadowed that I'm thoughtful, that I'm intelligent, that I'm solid. The qualities that I hope my clients see in me as well. But I realized they saw it when they went further into the instrument and talked about my strengths. But first pass, all they saw was my one-of-a-kinder creative, curious, you know, like all those, my, some of my other traits. And I realized I needed to do some work to try and come up with that balance, just have them have my intelligence show up as well. So that would be an example. Like, let's say I was in the workplace and I was being seen as, and sometimes when you're exuberant and enthusiastic and extroverted people, the perception is maybe you're not that smart <laughs> or, or, oh, she's just fluff or, there's not the depth to that. And, and so that was a real eye opener for me. And if I was, you know, say somebody in the workplace, I might really take a hard look at that and say, how do I want my coworkers to see me? And are they just seeing this exuberant side of me?
1: So you looked at your strengths Mm -hmm. and then you, and I think we need to know that there's pluses and, and negatives for, for every strength. Um, looked at your strengths and realized that some were sort of overpowering others and you wanted to tap in and make part of your brand something that was true to you, but that you felt was probably going to um, help you open communication with clients and businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's always um, important going back to that, who we are and how we present ourselves, but we are many, many faceted. And so we need to choose those facets, which maybe best work in this situation that outgoing gregarious, you know, in Mm -hmm. your personal life is different than in your professional life. Yeah.
2: You know, one of the things that that just triggered me, something else you just said is that, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I act this way in the workplace and I act this way with my friends and I act this way when I'm in the community. And actually it shouldn't be that different. So if you've got a good personal brand, obviously you're going to blend you know be a little different with your friends obviously than at work and have workplace behaviors but your personality shouldn't really change so like one of the things and a place that I saw this very strongly was um, years ago when my my son was a senior in high school and we worked on grad night is there were a couple people that were really bad volunteers and I knew them from the workplace, and I realized they probably were bad, not good workers either. So they would like show up late, not have anything planned. Like, and we each had these jobs that we had to do. And so I think it's important to realize that, you know, if you got you know like really drunk or something on the weekend, and everyone saw a sloppy drunk, that's going to impact your brand across yeah. the board as well, right? So you need to be true to who you are in all situations. And it shouldn't be a surprise to somebody in one place versus another. All
1: right. You know, I want to pick up on your example of the volunteers who showed up and were, were not very um, helpful. I'm thinking that they were trying to fit themselves into something that just didn't fit with their personalities, that mm-hmm. there is probably a different talent than showing up on time. and, and you know, they, you know, pre-planning may not be one of their strengths, you know, spontaneous activities may be one of their strengths. And again, a great example of they were putting themselves into a situation where they felt they had to be, but it wasn't fitting with with their Uh brand. So I think think that's something that we want to think about. If we're just not quite fitting in and we're not being seen as um, a contributing member, it's not that there's something so much wrong with us as we're just not in the right place. We're not. Well, we're not except that, that here's
2: where I'd argue, argue with you. Yes and no. I agree. But here's where I'd say no. There was a man who worked on that same grad night who said, please don't tell anybody who I am. And he was the the senior vice president of a global bank and handling all, like mm-hmm. really high level guy, right? Flew to New York every week, did the whole thing. And he, um, he said, I just want to be a grunt. I just want to okay. carry wood. <laughs> build the sets, but he brought that same level of dedication, hard work, kind of a quiet competence, even though it was a completely different yeah. kind of job, he still brought that same, those same character traits to it. And so where I would argue is that, yes, don't volunteer for something you really hate and you don't want to do, because yeah. that's probably not a good fit. But I also see, and that's what I'm talking about with the brand, yeah. is his quiet competence of pitching in, being a team member, hard work, showing up when he said he'd show up. All that was the same. Yeah.
1: So that was his brand across all, you mm-hmm. know, all facets of his life. And again, made the conscious choice that in that situation he did not want to be seen as the executive. He wanted to bring those traits, but he wanted to bring him in a and, right. and be an equal. So great examples. So give us some insights because one of the points was know when your brand isn't working. How do we Mm -hmm. know when our brand isn't working?
2: Um, So here's a question I would throw back to my clients is that I would ask them what didn't feel right for you. So often if you stop and look, you can, if people really pay attention, they can see What doesn't feel right about that? So often, I mean, this kind of comes into your volunteer situation. If you're in the wrong place, doing the wrong kinds of things, calling on your worst, you know, skills, um, you don't feel right in your skin. You, you, right? It's that. Mm -hmm. I forget. It's that French phrase of right of like you feel good in your skin. Well, I think when it's not working, you don't feel good in your skin. You feel like you're having to pretend. You feel like you have to be someone else and and what I really love about this process is that idea of you get to be you and you get to be, I always say, the best version of you. And I think that just feels right. It, it, it also guides you. I think the more you're authentic with that, the more situations that it kind of guides you into better places. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see how it can
1: really help you go in the, in the right direction. I think so many times we are swept into somebody asking us to do something and not saying, no, that's not comfortable for me. And so okay. if you're really aware of your personal brand, you can say, does this fit? You know, is mm-hmm. this something that a, a place where I fit?
2: Well, um, and, and okay. an example of that real quick before your question sure. is that, likewise, my, my number one strength is strategic, which is big picture, way down mm-hmm. the road. Okay. The downside of that is when I'm asked to do highly detailed work, I can do it. I'm smart. I'm a hard worker. I don't love that. And I'm kind of slow at it, which is why I, you know, like I don't like to necessarily do resumes because I, that's a lot of detail. And although I can do it and I'm good at it, I don't really like it. It's not using the best of me. The best of me is like looking way ahead and figuring out how to get there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So any other advice, because we're going to put Susan on the spot and have a, her walk us through a real life um, situation with a client but before that is there any other advice you want to give um our listeners on personal branding or developing or,
2: or... um well you know so uh, you know one of the things that um you know i, I i'm going to save i know you want to do a five second challenge challenge soft me, saves that's okay go me? go for it now because we'll reinforce it, it takes a couple okay. times to remember it so let me let me do my five second challenge What I like to do with clients, and I think this is personal branding whittled down into the very narrowest of easy ways to look at it, is to ask you, what's your one word? And so if you were to think about a word that represents you, that, you know, you like it, you own it. um, So that's, that's a great place to start. So my five second challenge to you is, you know, what's your one word? And then ask this, does anyone see this about me? Mm-hmm. Do I? Uh, does it show up in my the way I communicate? Does it show up in the way I represent myself? Um, you know, if I were to ask five people, would any of them see that as well? So let me play with this, Lorraine. What's your one word? Uh, first word that comes to my mind is conduit.
1: I like to, oh, uh, the conduit is the word. So. Yep.
2: Great. You want me to go on? Okay. So I love, here's what I love about it. And then I'd love to go on is that you, you said the first thing that comes to mind. Great. I want you, you know, the rest of you listening, same thing. Don't overanalyze it. What's the first word that comes to you? Because that's the word you're, you're living and you're owning. And so I would say for me, enthusiasm would be my word. Mm -hmm. And you would probably know that having met me. (laughs) <laughs> like that's not a surprise. As I sometimes tell my colleagues, I'm enthusiastic about things I don't like as well.
1: <laughs> it is your brand across the across all, all mediums. So, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So tell me about your conduit when you said that's the first word that popped in your mind. Um, tell I me like about it, that. I like um, connecting people. You know, that's the um, impetus behind this show
1: is to connect experts in the field like yourself <laughs> with people who are either struggling in their careers or can't figure out why they're not getting where they want to be. And so mm-hmm. I, I want to connect that, know that I don't have that expertise, but know that I have the ability to contact experts and
2: mm-hmm.
1: bring them, you know, to our audience every week. So yeah, mm-hmm. conduit. Now, how about you? Tell me about enthusiasm.
2: Um, so I, for me, uh, it's that that link that place of getting excited about things and you know it's it's that place that even with my clients I get really excited for them um and I think it's that enthusiasm um it it, to me it's a flow it's probably a little bit like your conduit to me that enthusiasm is the energy that helps carry it from here to here and um and I also think too, I don't really, at this point in my life, I don't really want to do things that I have no enthusiasm for. You know, there are things that I love to do and people I love to be around and um, and I can find that in most, most people and most things, but I really love that piece of if I can't get excited about it, then I don't really want to do it anymore.
1: Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to have you talk about branding is I think, first of all, it's very important for your career to develop that personal brand. But I also think it's very important to have that personal brand so that you can make those decisions. I mean, you shared that you're at a point now where you only want to do the things that you want to do. And talked about people who wake up after 20 years and go, why am I doing this? It just doesn't mm-hmm. really fit with who I am. And so I guess my thought is... our. Our gift to our listeners, if they are early in their careers, is they understand that by identifying their strengths, uh, what they do well, their personal brand, that they can make those choices and attract those opportunities where they can thrive. So Mm -hmm. anyway, Mm -hmm. that is why I was so enthusiastic about bringing you on and talking about personal branding. We're going to take another very short break. And when we come back, we are going to challenge Susan to walk us through the steps of working with a real client so that those of you that are listening can start to see how the how the steps are that you can start to implement. We'll be right back to talk to Susan.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
3: Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, Tune-In at iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name, followed by the word Podcast.
2: Hey Alexa! Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast.
3: If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts.
0: Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interview 2 That's Lorraine at interview2work.com. Now, back to Career Central.
1: Welcome back, we're here with Susan Critton who is our personal brand expert. And as I mentioned before the break, we are going to challenge her to help a client go through the whole process. I get to tap into my dramatic skills. So I am going to take the role of a client and Susan's going to um, help me through the process of developing my personal brand. So Susan, my name is Lorraine and I have worked for the same company for 20 years. I was in the marketing division, very successful had some great campaigns for our products. Now I'm out looking for a job for the first time in 20 years. People tell me I need a personal brand and I have no idea how to to create a personal brand. Tell me what I can do.
2: Um, So Lorraine, there are a couple questions. Um, If you were my real client, I would ask you is, do you have the time and the space to, to dive into this? you know, what's our timeline to work on that? Is that something, or are you in a place where you're really in a panic about getting the next role?
1: Well, Susan, I'm in a little bit of a panic because it's the first time in 20 years I haven't gotten up and gotten ready for work or spent the weekends Mm -hmm. thinking about campaign projects. However, very lucky, I have a severance package. It's going to last for six months. I know I need to do this right. And I know I want to land in a job that I really like so that I can finish um, up the next 20 years of my career. Okay. So yes, I am
2: yours, um, six months. Okay, so I hopefully it won't take that long. I think that, you know, but know that this is a process you do really need to commit to. Okay. And it's not something that you go, oh yeah, I forgot to think about that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first thing what we're going to do is we're going to actually spend some time really looking at kind of, the different pieces. The way I like to think about this is we're going to take you apart in little pieces and we're going to look at each piece. And as we look at each piece, you're going to say, I love this about me, or I've been there, done that, and I'm going to let that go. And then what we'll do is we'll put the pieces together and that as we put that together, we're going to really build your identity, your brand, from what that picture looks like after we've looked at each of those pieces. So, as we look at those pieces, um, some of the things that we'll look at, and of course, everybody's different, but in general, we're going to look at, you know, what's important to you now. So, what are your values? What is? What are the things you care about? I'm going to have you take the Strengths Finder and one called the Values and Action Strengths. And together, those look at both inside, what's important to you, your strengths on the inside, and what you're good at on the outside. I'd also like to take a really in-depth history of your work. And so I can maybe, as I listen to your history, really listen for the thread of who you are and what stood out. Um, We may even have a few assignments where I have you really pull together and think about the times you were happiest and what kind of work you were doing during that. So this is going to take us a few weeks, and each week I'll assign you some of those different things. We'll come back, we'll talk about them, and what we're going to do is we're going to build a personal branding profile table, so where we fill some of those things in. And then, you know, then I want to look at, okay, so, so here's one way to think about it too. You're, you've been in marketing. So let me use a sales uh, analogy is that if you're selling a new product, you always have to think about, you know, you you need to know your product well, what are its features and benefits? What about that product? And then you say, who's going to buy this product and where do I want to sell it? So there's your target audience right Mm -hmm. so we're going to look at that for you after we've really looked at you the product we're going to look and say are you you know who would buy this product and where do i want to sell it including what's your geography now that we've had this whole covid situation that opens up a lot of doors for people who never got to work remotely so maybe that'll open that up for you and then if we're now you know you a product in the sales process is that once you know who's going to buy it, where you want to sell it, and all about your product, you say, now I need to sell it, right? And that becomes your interviewing process. And if you are working with me and we are still doing this, I stay with you. I'm your guide along the process. And we, what we're doing is we're really pulling from all that we've learned about who you are. And that's what we're going to turn around and sell, is that Um, one of my favorite exercises is to take the Strengths Finder and look at the top five. You can look at the top ten, but at least the top five. And have you come up with a minimum of one story for each strength where you say, for example, on mine, which I mentioned was strategic, I'd have to think of a story as an example of where I've been strategic and how I've been successful doing that. So I'm going to ask that of you, too. And what I love about that is it gives you a place to feel really good about who you are because often when you're in transition, you don't feel very good about yourself. And it's, you know, you're in a place where you're not sure what to do with that. So let me just pause there for a minute. Or okay. is that enough of the process to help you understand that? Yes. In fact, I'm very, very
1: excited about the whole process. And and you showing analogies in, in terms of how I've marketed products really makes sense to me because that's exactly what marketing a product is is letting the consumer know what they're what they're getting and mm-hmm. suddenly I realized that that's really important that I can communicate to people what they what they're getting not just that you know I work hard and all of that and not just oh these are the products I've done but you know what I'm going to bring to the to the company the, no this is really exciting
2: you know and so as we're also in that selling process I'm really going to help you with your your bio on LinkedIn, you know, you've got to look good on LinkedIn. And so this is where I haven't even talked about this part of it. So I'll dive in here for a second is that I love on the LinkedIn about section, you have about 2000 characters. I keep changing it back and forth, but I kind of use 2000 as my model. And this is not just about, I've done this and I've done that, but a, about who you are, I love it when, when people meet my clients and we've worked on their bio and they feel like they've already gotten a little taste of who they are before they get there because they shouldn't be surprised when they meet you. It should represent who you are and and that. So think about not only your your headshot picture, but also that picture of the banner on LinkedIn. Is that a good model for who you are too? Does that show that? Here's a great example of that. Really quickly, is I had a client who was probably oh early sixties when I met her, and she put in a picture. I live in the Bay Area, and she put in a picture of Mount Diablo, which is the mountain near me. And but it was in the summer or the fall, and everything was brown. And I said to her, "Here's the subliminal message you've sent. It's a beautiful picture. Get get me that picture in the spring, where the hills are green, because." it makes you look old and has been because all the grass is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Right. So you need to think about everything. Like how do people perceive me? If I've got a picture of Brown and dead in the background, I'm, they're going to perceive me that way. Right. So if you want to be seen, you need to think about that.
1: Susan, this is fantastic advice. Thank you for tying it into my career
2: because okay. I
1: really get it now. And I really get how important it is to spend the time to develop that personal brand and then have it go across you know, all mediums, in my resume, in my cover letters, in my bios, in my LinkedIn and any other way I um, connect mm-hmm. with
2: the world. So that is great. You know, I know, I think, you know oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, You know, when you're in a time of transition is that I do come along and I'm your guide. And so it is a place where I think people feel fragile. It's often a hard time to look at your personal brand because you're feeling unsure of yourself. And my job is to pull out the best of you and look at those places so you feel confident and happy and you can represent yourself well. The reason why I like to use Finder just to kind of one more piece on that, is that people get really caught up, and I can't say that about myself, and I, I'm really trying to help you look at yourself almost from the outside in a more objective way. Then you're just telling the truth. You're not bragging. You're not, and that's often what people think personal branding is. It's about bragging, and I think it's just a way to tell the truth of this is just who I am and what I do.
1: I think that's a personal perfect summation of branding. It is, I always call it like truth and lending. You know, what is in the package, yeah. you know, uh-huh. honest packaging rather than bragging. Um, uh-huh. I, th- I think that's a perfect analogy.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
1: I know that our listeners have loved all of the information. I want to ha- ask you to share about your book because it is just so comprehensive. I know I love it. It's on my bookshelf, well-worn. But th- Tell our listeners a little bit about, those of you that are watching us on Facebook Live, you can see the, the picture. If not, Amazon, just um, personal branding for dummies, it comes up. There's no competition in the field. So tell us, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the book and how we can use it?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those things, I'm just one person, so I can't work with everybody. And so I really did write the book where if you are diligent you can sit down and it's very systematic you just kind of follow along you do what what i in each chapter have chapter have you do when i wrote it i got every branding personal branding book out there that i could and i read them all and what i realized is they were often very good and but sometimes too academic sometimes too business focused And what I also found is like, what do I do with this information? And so it was really important to me to have the, have everything written in a way that was actionable, that you could listen, you could work on it. You could listen to it. Now they, I guess they have an audio version Um, is that, you know, you can read it, you can do it, you can work on it. And I've heard from a lot of my readers who've done just that. And so um, that was important to me that, because I can't work with everybody that I left them with a way that they can work on that. And I also tried to make it very conversational. So it's, if you've liked listening to me today, it sounds like me. I think the book sounds like me, like it's a no big surprise. It's, it's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it.
1: I just want to um, reinforce how valuable this book has been. And if right now you're thinking, wow, I'm just um, way too busy Towards the end of the book, there is a list of reasons why to develop a personal brand. This is my favorite. It's called Letting Yourself Be Lazy. Once you've developed your personal brand, everything else falls in place. You don't have to create, you know, reinvent LinkedIn, reinvent, you know, cover letters and all that. You're on brand. It just yeah. makes it so much easier. So if you're thinking, oh, I have time to do some branding, save yourself some time um, and it, it will go through, it'll carry you through the rest of your career, however Mm -hmm. long that is going to be. So um, Susan, I want to thank you so much for sharing all of these tips with our listeners. I hope that they all buy your book, um, work their way through it because they can step-by-step achieve what you're talking about, that brand that they can use throughout their job search and in their career interactions. For um, those of you that are listening on iTunes or Spotify or another platform that lets you rate our show and leave comments, please let us now know how we are doing. Career Central is committed to bringing practical career-advancing advice to you each week. I already shared with you my passion is being a conduit between experts and you. So please let me know what you'd like to hear about. want to reiterate Susan's challenge to you, and that is the one word, right? Susan, why don't you share (laughs)
2: Yeah, so, so so think about your one word and I want you to, here's your first personal branding assignment. I want you just to observe yourself with that word for the next week. Does anyone see it about you? Do you ever talk about it? Does it, does it show up in your life? Uh, how hidden is it? and how do you make it more visible? And so for one week, just you know, just take your word and you will be on your way with your brand. All right. So as soon as it's safe, if you're driving, biking,
1: jogging, walking your dog, obviously you want to wait till you're in a a quiet place. But think about that that um, word. Maybe write it down and move forward on developing your brand. It's been a pleasure having Susan on our show, and hope that all of our listeners have gotten great value out of this. I have. I'm ready to you know analyze my personal brand, make sure it's where it should be. So we'll talk. We'll um. Meet up next week. And until then, this is Lorraine Beeman, Encourage you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time and 11 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.